and welcome to Coward's Fury. This is Charles. And I'm Chris. And today our case is Bela Kish, the vampire of Chinkota. These are like Hungarian and German names. I'm going to screw them all up, so I'm just going to put that out there ahead of time. I'm going to do my best. Okay? You ready? Let's go. Excellent. Not much is known about Bela Kish's early life, but we do know that he was born in in 1877 to Janos Kish and Verona Varga. Who also went by the name of Edward Cullen. (laughs) That's a movie reference. Yeah, that's not true. Carry on. Right. Okay. There are some reports that say he may have had an incestuous relationship with his mother. Ew. From 1900 on, Kish began living in Chinkota, which is now part of Budapest, Hungary, in, around, like I said, around 1900. He was considered attractive with his blonde hair and tall stature and what were described as bright, piercing blue eyes. He had been married to, it's spelled Julia, but I think it's pronounced Yulia Peshtedik. In 1905 or 1906, um, I couldn't find out what happened to her and the marriage, it lists both years. He also had two children, Aranka and Ilanka. Again, I couldn't find out what happened to them long term, um, but he was a successful tinsmith by trade, so he He, did make some decent money. He made good money as a tinsmith and probably drank the blood of Julia. Oh, don't know about Julia's blood, but we'll get there. Julia. There's a reason he's called the vampire of... Chinkota. Okay. Right. Neighbors thought of him as pleasant, and frequently he had a pretty young lady on his arm. They, he had a lot of pretty young ladies on his arm, although none of the young ladies seemed to stick around for a while, and we'll find out why. He was known to throw lavish parties and was generally well thought of in the town. He also got into astrology and the occult, which was also kind of what he was known for. In 1912, he married a woman who was 15 years younger than he was. She pretty quickly began having an affair with a younger man, an artist named Bikari. Later that same year, Kish's young wife and lover disappeared. They just poof, bye-bye. It started there. It was, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what triggered him? I don't know. Right. It really brought out his inner vamp. <laughs> yeah. But they were, they're, they're largely considered to be his first victims. Kish explained to anyone who asked, like, where his wife had gone, that she had run off to America with her lover. Yeah, these Europeans are always blaming America. Uh, yeah, pretty much everybody blames America. That same year, in 1912, Kish hired a housekeeper, Mrs. Jakubek, who would remain like r- loyal to him until the end. And uh, right, because she was like his vampire, like no, uh, uh-uh. uh, she was yep, low. No. He kept her completely in the dark. She knew nothing. Yeah. yeah. He lived on a street called Kasuth Street, and during that time, his neighbors began to notice that he had metal drums that started oh, appearing on God, his property. It's like Dahmer. No, well, oh, metal well, drums. But I'm saying, drums store. Kind of. Yeah. 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 He would explain these oh. away as petrol storage for the right. impending shortage as a result of World War One. They just store extra shit. Well, yeah. I mean, fuel had started to become like increasingly part of a big concern um, as part of the war. So it was a pretty viable excuse, really. But many thought he was actually storing booze, which is kind of cooler and definitely preferable to what he was actually storing, which was not booze or petrol. It was body parts, wasn't it? Um, but not parts. Like, it, we'll get there. But the war hadn't actually, like, really affected this part of the world just yet. So 
life carries on. After the disappearance of Kish's wife and her lover, Kish began uh, to place ads in the papers. He would advertise as someone who could help with matrimonial services or as a fortune teller. Great job. Right. In addition to being a tinsmith. Yeah, he would. He was, you know, a fortune teller. He would also place Lonely Hearts ads in the papers. Those were the most popular ones. And when he did, he would say that he was a widower in search of companionship from a woman. But not just any woman, one who had some amount of wealth. He would woo them and convince them to send him money. Eventually, he would say, hey, come, let's meet. And he would lure them to his property where he had some maybe nefarious ideas for what to do with them. He would strangle them with, uh, with a rope, but that's kind of not where his fun ended. In the case of Margaret Toth, whom Kish murdered in 1906, he had her write a fake letter that said she was going to America, kind of like, you know, his second wife. Going to America. Bye-bye. That way no one would come looking for her. Mm-hmm. And then there were other women who filed lawsuits against Kish for defrauding them of their money with a promise of marriage. Uh, the lawsuits did not amount to much of anything because the women, you know, disappeared. You can't... Yeah, they disappeared. They all went to America. I get they it. all went to I understand. America. I see where this is going. They did. They all went to America. Kish procured several large metal drums. So what he would do is he would strangle these women... And then he would put the bodies in the drums and he would fill them with methanol. Um, it's basic, So methanol is basically what's called wood alcohol. And then he would he buried some of the drums, but then he kind of got lazy and didn't bury some just, of them. Just left them laying around. Yeah. The dipshit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? 32 drums. I got, it's I, petrol. I'm, I'm saving up because of the war. Yeah, yeah. I got the diesel fuel in there, see? I don't think they called it diesel. Yeah, yeah, I know they did. Oh, okay. That's anyway, what I'm calling it. Okay. Petrol. Fine. <laughs> anyway, none of this would actually be discovered until two years later after Kish was conscripted into the Austro-Hungarian army in 1914. What the hell is an Austro-Hungarian army? Austro-Hungarian army. Austro-Hungarian. Mm-hmm. It's got like Schwarzenegger written all over it. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. All right, so so anyway, so, he, right, goes so to about, that, he goes yeah, to the army. He does, and about two years after Kish was drafted, drafted or conscripted, rumors began to circulate that Kish was missing in action, or even killed in Serbia. This prompted his landlord to fill the property with another tenant. Oh, it's tough. Well, because if the landlord, the like, way the dude left all his shit, he my left, tenant is dead. He left all the drums there. He goes to where he gets drafted, mm-hmm. and rather than I don't know, I, I mean I don't know what I would do, but I wouldn't leave them. I'll just leave them there. Well, he asked his housekeeper, Mrs. Jakobek, to look after them. Ah, She's still there. Polish the drums. Yes, polish the drums. She's still there. So, okay. But you're the landlord, and I you're gotcha. like, I've heard that my tenant is dead, so I'm not going to get paid anymore, so I should, you know. I get it. Right. Except Mrs. Jakobek is still there. So She's living there? Yeah. Yeah, she was there the whole time. This is weird. Yeah. So she, she's, wait, wait. Hungry's a fucked, wait. Hungry's a really fucked up place so that the maid can stay, but then the the landlord can make a new that little new person move in. I well, like so what, I'm, a, I'm not confused. It's assumed that he paid. Yeah, he paid it up. It paid it up. I got that. But the, the so the landlord's going. Yeah, but he's dead now, so he's not gonna pay anymore. So I'm effectively he. He's double dipping. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, the you know landlord what? is double dipping. Crook. Well, he, no, the, no, the, the, the vampire is a creep. I'm just man. yeah. So the okay, so the landlord in. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, it's all good. He went to go inspect the property as any landlord. He checks it would. out. He checks it out. 
So he gets there and he sees that there's seven drums that are on the property, not not buried. And uh, like in a pile of leaves, like all these other jackasses, like <laughs> covered yeah, up in leaves. Yeah, he's, it sticks and leaves. Sticks and leaves. It all blew away. The, la- the the cleaning lady cleaned them all up. She polished them. Polished them. They were shiny. She's like wiping them down. This is petrol. <laughs> right, petrol. Well, they were soldered shut. Yeah. Yeah. That's so pretty good. He punctured one of the drums and he immediately noticed a really bad odor. Yeah. yeah. He asked a neighbor who was a chemist, like. I love this. I love this. He goes to a neighbor and he's like, I'm smelling a really bad smell. You want to hey, come smell it? Hey, are you a chemist? Why, yes, I am. Well, come, come and come smell, smell this, this odd odor. I would like to. Let me get my kit. Let me get my chemist kit. Right. Well, he all he needed, a weird, but all he needed weird was place. his nose. It's weird so then. It's weird now. He asks the chemist neighbor to come take a whiff and be like, hey, can, what is this smell? Right. And this is in Hungary. This is in Hungary. And so the neighbor, the chemist, was like, yeah. That's rotting flesh, bro. The landlord, really? yeah. The landlord immediately called the police. So the police come. A guy named Dr. Karoli Nagy or Nagy? I don't know. Kanagi, Kanagi. Well, Karoli Nagy. He was the lead detective in Budapest and he came to the scene with two other officers. They opened the first drum and discovered the relatively well-preserved remains of a young woman with long brown hair. She still had a rope that was used to strangle her around her neck. The methanol served as a preservative, which slowed the decomposition of the this body. Is so weird. What's, like, I, I wonder, did the vampire know that it slowed the decomp? Or he had no clue? No, I think he did this with purpose. Oh, that's super creepy. Yeah. He's, like, in Hungary. He's making goulash or whatever they make over there, and he's, like, preserving women in containers. Nice. It's not nice. But that's what happened, really. It is. It is exactly what happened. All right. So, so as police so, continued so, yeah. their search of the property, they found additional drums that were buried. There were somewhere between 24 and 30 accounts vary. 24 oh. confirmed for sure. So let's Holy put... Holy yeah, mother Each one God. with a body in it, in wood alcohol. So let me put this that's in perspective. Yeah, let me what put kind this... of property is this? This is like... It's hungry. It's hungry. I don't know. What does I'm... it even mean? All right. What does hungry mean? No, like, like is it like... Countryside. Yeah, I think he's like in a town and it's like kind he's of got rural. some property. Yeah. He's digging holes and throwing barrels that are soldered shut. Like sizable barrels. He's literally pickling the bodies. Right. That's what he's doing. Yeah. But I'm going to put this okay. in perspective. All they right. found at least 24. Yeah. Right. So Jack the Ripper, one of the most famous. Yeah, old Jack. Mm-hmm, he had a paltry count of seven. By the way, the, the one thing they did have in common was neither one of them was ever apprehended. The difference is that we know Bela Kish did these murders. We still don't know who Jack the Ripper is. Yeah. So. Right. We're talking about Bela. Bela. And Edward. Edward? Bella. Bela Kish. Oh, wrong, 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 wrong like, set. Are you thinking Edward Scissorhands? Cullen. Oh, sh- Okay. God. Of course, Edward Cullen. Bella, I'm sorry. Edward, get it right. Right. Movie right. reference. We're on the All movie. All right. I'm okay. done. I so, got it. so, anyway, it's 20. 24. I, I'm I'm envisioning 24 of those barrels. Like it's a lot of barrels. That's a lot of barrels, I mean, right? The bodies are. And he absolutely buried most disturbing. of them. He right. he only didn't bury seven of them. Dude could dig some holes. Maybe the nanny, the lady, the maid dug holes too. I don't know. I don't so, think so. I don't think she had any idea. But so in addition to the like you said, the pickled state of the bodies. Yeah. yeah. Each body had puncture marks on their necks, and then the bodies had been exsanguinated. Yeah. And that okay. led to the notions of vampirism. Right. So a little about body preservation, because I kind of had to look this up. I'm like, that doesn't sound like pickled to me. So after I researched it, I found that there's like actually a whole science and debate about body preservation methods and whether bodies should or should not be preserved at all. Methanol, 
also known as wood alcohol or methyl alcohol, is colorless, highly flammable, and very poisonous. And it smells very similar to ethanol. Kind of super sciencey here. Its chemical formula is CH3OH, making it the simplest of the alcohols. While it can preserve a body, many preser- preservation compounds have formaldehyde mixed with other ingredients to help preserve the tissue. Preservation occurs because the alcohol or the formaldehyde, etc., inhibits or eliminates microbial growth because you have to have the microbes to grow the bacteria to break stuff down. So it stops the the putrefaction and decomposition. Right. That's why you pickle foods so they don't get bacteria and go bad. Right. That's why they call it pickling. It's really the same idea. So you get the blood. Yeah. it's, it's, It's... I don't know how smart this guy was, but it's kind of simple too, right? It's simple, but he was smart Remove enough to the figure fluids it out. Yeah. And you pickle it. Yeah, like, pretty much. Like an egg. Kind of. In Kish's case, he immersed the bodies in the methanol to help preserve the bodies and delay all the putrefaction, right? Some articles say he quote unquote pickled them, but that's not entirely accurate. Essentially, you want to lower the pH to a point where the bacteria can't survive, about 3.5. And that's exactly what the alcohol will do. But why you would do that, it, since Kish was conscribed, I, nobody knows. Because why would he preserve the bodies? Unless that was his way of making sure nobody caught him. At some point, you're going to end up with so many damn barrels. Who Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to poke. Somebody's going to learn. Somebody's going to lift the lid when you're not around. But maybe he was meant he was going to do something else with them, but then he got conscribed, and so he was gone, and... The war messed up the plan. The war messed so, up the plan. Sorry. Right. So, so, so moving on. Moving on. They find all these barrels. So they, they think find he's these dead. barrels. So after, so, okay. The landlord, the landlord. Get, well, no, getting back to detective. Right. But the landlord found it. He, and yes. And called somebody. He called the chemist. And then the detective. And then they then called the, the police. Then the, then the cops. Here we right. go. With so the cops. back to detective Nagy. <laughs> Nagy. Here we go. Nagy. 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 I don't know. Whatever. Sounds like a snitch. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a detective. He's, he's a cop. He's after, probably so after he too. found the drums with the bodies. He's probably dirty. I don't know. I think he, Nagy was a dirty. I cop. feel like he does a pretty good job. Actually, that means not take on the take. All right, that's true. I suppose that's true. Come on, Nagy. I, I a name is a name by any other name. All right. Okay. He searches Kish's home. Inside, he found Mrs. Yakabek, who had kept the home clean, and it was like in immaculate condition during Kish's absence. She took the detective around the home. And she took him by Kish's secret room. She said, that is the secret room of Bela Kish. He told me never to enter it and never to let anyone in. But she let Nagy in. Right. Inside, he found bunches of bookshelves and a desk and a chair. In the desk, there were hundreds of letters from various women who had responded to his Lonely Hearts ads, because that's what they did then. Uh, He had received... Get this, 174 marriage proposals. He, he, was, he was busy as a tinsman writing, writing those love letters. He was. He accepted 74 of those 174. A little catfishing and, going on yeah, there. Yes, like, like a yeah. modern-day catfish, yeah, for sure. Right on. That's exactly it. He continued to correspond with the women. Each of the 74 women had their own like folder pocket, so he could keep each woman's correspondence in the appropriate pocket. You've got to keep it organized. He had defrauded them of their money, and in some cases, their like entire life savings. Look at this guy. Yeah, no, let's not look at this guy. Kish's uh, bookshelves also offered some insight into the man. There were many books about poisons and strangulations. That's casual. Through this work, Nagy was able to piece together Kish's techniques. 
Kishwood place alone. Fuck, you think so? <laughs> yeah. I'm swindling old ladies out of money. And, I, and I'm figuring out how to poison them. Well, not all like, of them are old. Kish, like, some Kish of them was were... given a goddamn gift. Here's the playhouse. Here's here's the playbook. Kish pieced it together. He, yeah. Wow. No, Nagy pieced it together. Whatever. Sorry. That's okay. Na- okay. Nagy kished it together. Wow. Great detective work. Nagy. Nagy. Uh, so anyway, so a worm. He would so Kish would place Lonely Hearts ads in matrimonial columns in the newspapers, and he would always require information about the prospective woman's financial situation. When he would receive a letter, he would go to meet the woman and shower her with gifts and attention and compliments and be like, oh yeah, a man. And during that time, he would ask her about her family, it, like if she had anybody nearby or what her overall social situation was because he you wanted gotta, women who didn't have friends. You got to pay to play. Well, he wanted now, people he, who he, didn't he, have connections so they wouldn't like the miss pimp, That's like them. the pimp move. Like he showers them with gifts. Yeah. And, then, and make sure they have don't have connections. Yeah. Right. Because he wants them socially isolated. Yep. And then he would start to request money to be sent to him, which they did. If Kish felt the woman was getting antsy or maybe would report him to the police or maybe already had reported him to the police, he would make plans to eliminate her permanently. And this is exactly what he did in the case of Catherine Varga. Varga was a widow who had a successful dressmaking business in Budapest. After wooing her and defrauding her, he lured her to his home. She sold her business like she like sold everything. And was like, I'm going to go be with Bela Kish. And she went to Love be. has no price. That's right. She went to be with him. Yeah. When she was there, he strangled her. This shit. Bled her out. Oh, yeah. Put her into a drum and filled it with alcohol. She was one of the 24. Mm-hmm. She sure was. This, guy's a, this guy is just a piece of work. Wow. He's awful. He's, like, in some ways, it's, it's crazy to think. This was like his whole like plan for survival for life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm it just going to basically swindle women out of money. Yeah. And then kill him. Yeah. Yes. And and he he had a trade. He was a tinsmith. And apparently that paid well in 1903. In in uh, Hungary. In Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. So what, do you, what do you tins? What do you do with tinning? Uh, you make stuff. Make tin shit. <laughs> you make tin shit. Made you made you a candle holder. <laughs> Wasn't good enough for him. No. He wanted more. He did. He he needed more. That's a good way to put it. The last anyone heard of Kish. Uh, was that he was fighting in the Carpathian Mountains because, remember, he was conscripted. Right. At one point, there were reports that he was wounded in a Serbian hospital, but when authorities showed up to retrieve him, he'd somehow know they were coming. Somebody somehow gave him, like, a tip, and he replaced himself with a dead man's body in his bed, and he escaped. Yep, that's crazy. This guy's this guy's on it. He's slippery. He's on the he he's on the he knows what's happening. He's slippery. So even though he's a worm, yeah, he's yeah. slippery. Even though so the authorities in Chincota told military officials to look for Kish, he was never found to be held accountable for what he'd done. So how old was he here? This is like 1912. They start looking for him. No, not till 1914. So okay, since so 1914. Yeah, and he was born in 19, 1877. So he's not old. He's not old. Mm-mm, he's not. So he could have lived to like 1940. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have ran to America like everybody else. Well, yeah, actually. So reports of sightings of Kish came in for years. One said that he was in the French Foreign Legion. Another said he was a businessman in Budapest. Well, I don't know why he'd go back to Budapest, but okay. And still another said that he was a thief in Romania because... You know, Romania. Vampire? That would make some sense, right? While he was in Budapest, it um, was... Sh- way makes sense. Yeah. 
While he was in Budapest, he was shown that he had switched his identification papers with that of a dead man, another dead man. And you have to wonder, did he kill the men? Or were they just Oh, yeah, he dead? totally did. Yeah, I think so, too. He's killing women. Why not kill me? He kills everybody. I mean, yeah. So, But anyway, the, so switching his papers helped him to remain at large and escape. The last sighting, interestingly, was by a detective... Uh, whose name was Henry Oswald. His nickname was Camera Eye because he had a, like a... Yeah, I remember this guy. He like has like this photographic, like this partial photographic memory. He has a reputation for, for like remembering knowing faces. faces. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, but still, even if you remember faces... It, uh, that's a lot though, like from Budapest to, you know... Oh, the, I, yeah, who knows? I don't know. So 23 and me, we'll figure it out. <laughs> right. And but Anyway, he said he saw um kish in new york so oswald had the he said he'd seen kish coming out of the times square subway other rumors said that he was a janitor but none of it could be verified kish's whereabouts have never been discovered no idea so the guy could have been he died somewhere yeah he definitely died somewhere but like where and how and how long he lived and what he did nobody knows yeah what a mystery nobody knows he's like i said he was slippery so that, that made him turn into this like you know larger than life character yeah. Yeah, well said. There have been songs and stories about him and his misdeeds, from the factual to the completely ridiculous. There are several appearance appearances of Kish-like characters in popular culture. It kind of proves that people's sort of never-ending fascination with the macabre and the terrifying. I'll actually post a link to a song by um, the funk and the two-tone baby called Bella's Kiss. But it's actually Bela's Kish because it's about his murders. And if you go out and you read the lyrics, you'll be like, oh, yeah. But most, a lot of people don't know about Bela Kish. It's not, um, at least in the U.S., it's not one of these big, like, Ted Bundy kind of things. Um, now, if you're a true crime fan, you probably know about Bela Kish. But a lot of people don't because it's just not. And it, the details are sketchy. Like, it's really hard to find history about him and his family because not only of the time period from a year's perspective, because he was born in the late 1800s, but also because it was, you know, right at the beginning of World War One, and a lot of records were destroyed. Yeah, and I mean, when he really, really break it down, 1877, you know, he could lived in the 40s, highly probable. That puts him at around, you know, 60s, 70s. Like, that's probably about it for that that era, average life expectancy. But yeah, I mean... He probably did come to America or Canada. Or Canada. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But it's it's an interesting kind of a tale. And it's like, you know, for people who always say, oh, serial killers come from America. Mm. They Here they come to America. <laughs> Let's hope we don't welcome them. I, I Yeah, I don't. Let's just bail a kiss that one goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That'll do it for episode 11. Howard's Fury. We'll see you next time. Bye.